This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're tuned in to Off the Water. I'm your host, JP. This is the premier source for all things to do after a long day of fishing. Chill out, grab a cold one, let's go explore what there is to do off the water. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, JP, and you are tuned in to Off the Water. Uh, Before we get started, I just have a couple announcements to make on behalf of Paddle and Finn. Uh, If you guys haven't already, get signed up for our Trail Series event that's going on. We are in full swing. We just did the tournament on the Tippecanoe River in Indiana, and we're moving it up to the Colorado Chain in Michigan. It's going to be an awesome tournament. Bass are on their beds. Put your skills to the test. After that, we're going to shoot over across the lake to Madison, Wisconsin, on the Madison Chain, home of some giant smallmouth. And then after that, we're coming back to Illinois. We're bringing it here to Illinois on the Fox River, land of smallmouth. And that's going to be in July. Check out the Paddle and Finn website for all the dates and locations of where the events will be. Get signed up on Tourney X. Come out, hang out with us, and win some money while you're at it. And another big announcement. We are now with Waypoint TV. Waypoint TV is uh, is a streaming service, literally, as they, as it says in their TV, where... We're going to be uh, platformed throughout uh, a broader community of uh, networks. So be on the lookout for Waypoint TV. Check us out there. 
Today, I want to introduce you guys to my guest, Mr. Cam Steele of the Faith and Fishing and Podcast. Uh, he, what's up? What's going on? He's been at it. He's an OG in the game, and I'm happy to have him on. So, Cam, tell everybody what you're, what you're about, man. Oh, man. Thanks you. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast, man. I'm a big fan of, of Paddle and Finn and um, all of the shows. Um that y'all have going on uh definitely uh a lot to live up to but uh excited to be on the show um so like you said my name is cam Steele. um i have the most awesome last name um and mm -hmm. if you uh if you want to uh go up against me on that just ask yourself do all of your friends call yourself the man of steel um <laughs> but yeah man so um so i am a um uh, maintenance and IT guy at the local bookstore here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and I juggle hats, do pretty much everything um, for the store from some a uh, little bit of accounting work to maintenance. Like I said, IT, all of that good stuff today. I was changing, um, changing the exit lights. Um, so a <laughs> little bit of everything. Um, but uh, like you said, I'm the host of the Faith and Fishing podcast. Um, that a uh, little over a year I've been doing that now. So um, yeah, uh, it's, it's been an awesome ride. Had some, had some really awesome guests. Um, some guys that are as little known as a pastor up in Michigan um, who kayak fishes um, and has a really awesome story all the way up to guys that are legends like Jimmy Houston. So um, mm -hmm. been uh had some really awesome shows um, and uh, excited to be on this one. Well, I'm glad and I'm super excited to have you, man. And just so everyone's aware, um, me and Olivia in this household, whenever we speak of Jimmy Houston, just so she understands who he is, it's Jimmy with the hair. <laughs> That's the only way she'll be able to distinguish Jimmy Houston. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's talk about your podcast some more. Uh, for those who don't know about it, can you give a description of what your podcast is all about and what its mission is? Yeah, so um, the it's it's a simple pr uh, premise. I just interview fishermen from all walks of life about their faith. Um, a while back, I heard Chad Hoover mention his faith on another podcast. I've heard a lot of fishermen mention their faith on other podcasts. Um, and, uh, I was like, you know, that would be, that would be a really cool thing to do is, uh, do a podcast, interview fishermen about their faith, give them a platform just to kind of talk about it. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I heard a, um, uh, another podcast where the, uh, uh, content creator said, uh, if there's content out there that you want to hear or see that you can't find, it's on you to make it. Uh, so here I am, uh, making the content that I couldn't find. Um, but yeah, so my wife is a potter. Um, she has an awesome pottery business called porch dog pots. Um, and you can follow her on Instagram. It's at porch dog pots. Um, really awesome stuff. But, uh, while she was doing that, um, a lot of times I would go out and, uh, fish at the little pond here but I kind of didn't want to have to do, um, didn't want to have to get in a car and go somewhere every time 
uh, I wanted to do something while she was she was doing that. So I started this uh, this podcast. And uh, like I said, I've had some awesome guests um, from from all walks of life. Um, and my goal was never to. I, so I, I've previously a youth pastor um, and uh, my my calling has always been youth ministry. I've I love uh, working with young people, um, but I I never wanted this podcast to be preachy or anything like that. I just wanted to give uh, to give people a chance to share their faith stories, um, and so uh, that's what that's what I've done. Um, I have uh, we were talking before we started that uh, if you go back and listen to to my older podcast, you can you can definitely tell I am reading from like all right next question uh, this 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 uh, and uh, I like to think that I'm starting to get better at interviewing now, so it's a it's a little bit a little bit less less scripty and and more just kind of conversational, but. yeah, we uh we have a, a couple segments. Uh, there's a product spotlight um, where I just share a, a product that I'm uh, really excited about, and then uh, after the interview with all of my guests, I always do a "What's Your Favorite" segment and ask uh, a few uh, categories of "What's Your Favorite This," "What's Your Favorite This," uh, uh, just for a little bit of fun with the guests. But yeah, that's that's my podcast in a nutshell, man. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I, and, uh, I know a few of our guys have been on it. Uh, I've listened, uh, to, to them and the, what's your favorite? I remember, uh, put, you know, uh, you had Brad Hicks on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, his, his podcast is going to air, um, air soon, uh, hopefully the end of this yep. month. Uh, so I also have a, uh, a two month old, uh, so my schedule just kind of got like just everything went all <laughs> up in the air. So I am doing my best to get back to a consistent thing, but it may be a while before that happens. Um, but yeah, I've, um, interviewed Brad Hicks, um, getting one set up with, uh, Armando. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got an episode with Dan Perry also. So cool. yeah, that was the one that it was Dan Perry who I remember listening to last year. And that was where he was kind of, you know, he was kind of nervous to get on at first. And then he was very chill throughout the whole, uh, the whole episode. Yeah. He's, he's awesome to talk to you, man. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and you were talking about it, you know, scripted versus being just free flowing, you know, and it, and it just like everything else, it takes progress. It takes time. It takes, doing it you know practice through repetition makes uh muscle memory and you know i you know i've been doing podcasting now for the last year or so with paddle and finn but prior to that you know being in public service and being that i've always had to present things my whole life i found talking and interviewing and doing things just having conversations with people that's what i have to do like every day and it's easier for me to go, hey, I could talk to you about X, Y, and Z without having a look at it because I don't have that in front of me when when I'm at work. When I'm at work, I have to have that conversation to figure something out about somebody. It's and it's truly unscripted. And it's where like, you know, 
you think you think you get thrown to the wolves and then it just comes natural. And I I could see it with you right now. I mean, the biggest thing that you know I've learned is to slow down. You know, when you start when you start moving too fast, it's when you start making your mistakes. But I think you got a pretty good grasp on what you're doing based upon everything I've heard. So kudos oh, to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the best piece of advice I've gotten so far was from Josh Carter from One Objective. Um, he said, give it a year. Um, he said, give it a year. And then if you uh, if you don't like it, if it's not working, uh, then you can you can uh, go from there. But he said, give it a year. And um, there were a lot of other podcasts that started right about the same time mine did that I, uh, I, I was really excited about was was uh, listening to. They didn't make it past six episodes. Um, and the, uh, I think the average length of a podcast is like six to 12 episodes, something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, anyone who's wanting to get started in podcasting or anything, that's going to be the advice I give them is give it a year, um, stick with it for a year. Um, because that's whenever you start feeling traction catching. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny because it's, I, I was just telling, uh, my fiance Olivia about it. And it's like, you know, I, I rem remember, and it's, I still do it, you know, having to reach out to, and I still reach out to people all the time, but now it's to where, let's say yourself or a couple other people are now starting to come and reach out towards me. It's like, Holy crap. Someone's actually <laughs> listening, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? So, and it's a great feeling. It, it, it's a great feeling knowing that you are, making a difference in accomplishing what you set out to do with your podcast. So yeah, it's an awesome piece of advice to give. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks Josh for that one. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about you and where you live and fishing. Let's get, let's get into the nitty gritty, man. Heck yeah. So what do you, let's start here first. Uh, where are you fishing and how long have you been fishing? So, um, the second question first, I've been fishing since, uh, since I can remember, um, my first memories are of fishing. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad would take me, um, he was a forest ranger and he, uh, would, he had permission to fish at a bunch of different farm ponds and stuff and would take me. Um, and then my grandpa had a Creek that would run behind his house. Uh, we would fish with cane poles, um, like bamboo cane poles with not even braided line, just thread and a little, uh, little hook. And, um, uh, would catch dace and, uh, chubs and other minnows and stuff. Um, and I've always been fascinated with all things fish. So, um, in high school, um, well, middle school, high school, I kind of didn't fish as much. I got more into basketball and then, uh, college, I got into music. And then, uh, whenever I graduated college, I started getting back into fishing again. Um, it was actually, a uh, Marty's Offinger uh, on YouTube that I saw fishing from a kayak. I was like, Hey, I can do that. I can afford that. I can get a kayak. I can get off the bank. And, um, and man, whenever I got that addiction, it just kind of <laughs> exploded, man. Yep. Um, but in terms of where I'm fishing. So, uh, a few years ago I moved to, uh, to Raleigh, uh, 
and well i live in garner but the raleigh garner lines runs through our backyard so i live in in raleigh but my kayak lives or i live in garner but my kayak lives in raleigh um but so uh i'm within driving distance of, a, of three of the biggest um biggest baddest lakes in north carolina and mm-hmm. uh jordan falls and harris uh the mlf actually has the the heavy hitters here every year <clears throat> But, um, but yeah, so out of those three, um, I fish Harris the most, um, there's actually a lake here, um, just by the airport called Crabtree. And I'm going to kick myself for saying this over the air, but, uh, it's like unknown to anybody. Uh, but it is, <laughs> I, it is such a great fishery. Um, it's, uh, uh, there's so, so much, uh, there's, a lot of crappy um you can't eat anything out of there they've had some pollution issues that they're still trying to clean up uh but the bass are awesome uh they're always really fat and and healthy um my my pb actually came from there as awesome just over six and a half last spring um the uh the catfish is catfishing is really good and the uh there's some massive massive carp in there too which um, my goal this year is to catch one of those that's that's over thirty pounds from the kayak. Um, cool. Um, still, still learning lakes. Um, I'm not too far from Lake Wheeler. I haven't haven't fished that one too much, um, but uh, yeah, still learning lakes. I'm used to swamps back in the eastern part of the state, but um, but yeah, um, that's the. Those are the lakes that I spend the most time on for sure is would be a uh, crab tree and Harris. Cool, man. So I uh, actually, you just brought up a uh, good point and, and this is one of those that go back and forth kind of debate. So when you say you're, you fished swamp versus fishing a lake, I've known people consider swampy areas to be lakes. Heck, even up here in the great lakes, we have what was considered swamp because uh, you know, of marsh fields and grassland. What is your definition of a swamp versus a lake? And why are you learning lakes versus fishing from a swamp before? So um, the lakes here are more open water. Um, whereas uh, what I'm used to, it's cypress everywhere. It's like a maze. You can get lost uh, back in the cypress roots and, and stuff. There's, there's, there's targets everywhere to, to pitch to, um, there are um, usually really stained water um, and usually like maximum depth is going to be around six feet. Um, and then here, um, the, the bigger lakes, there's, there's a lot of structure to, to, uh, to fish to, but there's also like um, in the summertime, you know, they're going to be out, out in the deeper part of the lake. Whereas if you're in the swamp, you know, you're targeting the shallow shady areas. Um, so I'm still learning, uh, deep water. I don't know that I'll ever get the hang of deep water, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> still haven't, uh, still haven't gotten a chance to catch smallmouth either, but, um, so that's on my bucket list too. But yeah, I, um, that would be the, that would be the, the difference for me is, um, just the kind of, of structure that you're fishing and, and getting, uh, being able to go back there, get lost, get away from people and, um, not having that deep water for fish to escape to. So you're targeting that shade instead. Okay. I got you, man. That's cool. You know, it's kind of funny because here 
and like I've said this before to a lot of people who uh, who listen and who we talk to on the podcast, but living in Chicago, you live on a plane or one of the Great Plains, and we have Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan actually has within the area has left over a lot of glacial lakes, smaller lakes um, that are, you know, relevant because they are shallow, what you would describe like a swamp and uh, geologists, people who are land surveyors actually consider some of these places to be swamps because of the uh, vegetation the depth that sometimes only gets six to eight foot, but most of the time you're two to three foot with throughout. Um, you know, the only thing is we don't have gators. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't have gators, but we got, I mean, we, we got all the same, almost all the same reptiles that in, in habitate, you know, both areas, but you know, but you yeah, don't have the, gators. Our swamps don't freeze over. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but like, if you go, let's say, you know, Let's even use the Mississippi River, for example, in La Crosse, Wisconsin. That er- there's an area called Goose Island that is a swamp and a half. I mean, what you would see down south, you know, minus cypress trees, like what you see how Florida, how it's all bogged out. That's ex- I mean, there's so many lakes like that up here, and but yet they're considered lakes and not swamps. But I get where right. you're going with, uh, you know, because we do have a lot, like you know, Lake Michigan. There's structure in that lake. You have to know how to find that structure and the contour and where that structure lies going offshore. So it becomes a whole different animal. I get where you're going with that. So that's awesome to learn. It it, it does take a lot of figuring out and it could be a pain in it, it, it could be a pain in the book because you think you have it figured out and all of a sudden the pattern changes and now you have to revert back to plan B, C, D, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. So what are you fishing out of? Uh, so I am fishing out of a Perception Pescador Pro 120. Um, I have gone through a few different kayaks to find this one. Really loving this one. Um, it's It paddles great and it's fast enough for me. Um, I got a, a, a Pelican Catch 120 uh, last, last year, um, early last year, uh, because I wanted to be able to stand up and fish. And I've quickly found out that paddling performance was a lot more important to me than standing up was. Um, so there's nothing wrong with the catch 120. It just wasn't for me. Okay. Um, but the uh, I started out on a little sun dolphin journey, 10 foot. Um, and mm. I'm not a little dude. Um, and I about sank that thing multiple times. <laughs> um, and uh, finally found one that... Uh, this one, this one is the one for me. So the uh, Perception Pescador Pro 120. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Cool. That's awesome. Um, And are you, when you're out there, um, are you paddling with a group or any teams or are you going solo? 
Uh, I'm going solo um, for the most part. Every now and then I, I go with a buddy, but um, still, uh, still, still trying to find some more, some more fishing buddies in the, in the, in this area. But um, yeah, I'm, I don't do, uh, don't, I don't do a lot of tournaments. I do uh, some charity tournaments uh, here and there like Jackson Orr's, uh charity tournaments, but um, I am the kind of competitive person that if I'm not, not, not just winning. If I'm not dominating, I'm not having fun. So uh, I'm not <laughs> so, a good enough. <laughs> I'm not a good enough fisherman to enjoy, uh, enjoy uh, tournament fishing yet. Uh, I I hear you. You know what? It, you play. I remember you just said you played basketball. So dominate it. And you know, Carolina. Come on, man. You guys are Tar Heels. You guys are one of the most dominating basketball teams in the NCAA, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's uh it can be really frustrating whenever you're not a, a not a Tar Heel fan, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I do I'm not super into any of the teams. Um I I can't stand the Tar Heels. I really, really, really can't stand Duke. Um <laughs> My my wife went to state, um, but for the most part, I, I have trouble getting behind a um, a team that no matter who they're playing, their fight song says "Go to Hell, Carolina." Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's uh, uh, if I have to pull for somebody, I'm pulling for state or okay. whoever's playing against Duke. Nice. <laughs> and now, two questions about your your setup here. Number one. Actually, it's one question, but it's a two-part reference. Is that my cover because of Carolina Blue, or is it and or because of being the man of steel? <laughs> so uh, it's actually I, I picked the blue one because my uh, the Faith and Fishing logo is blue. Okay, um, so that that's the only reason. I, I'm really not a big fan of blue. Uh, but, uh, the, the, <laughs> the logo just worked, uh, nice. have a, have a buddy who's a, a graphic designer, um, uh, Tyler Worrell. And he, uh, he did a phenomenal job with the logo. And, uh, I, all I told him was, I was like, I wanted something water related and it was, uh, it was awesome. So, um, I decided to stick with the, the blue cover for, for now until it gets worn out. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. So before we move on, I just want to give you a couple plugs right here and give uh, everyone who's watching on YouTube uh, when they watch this, uh, I want them to see everything you have on your social media page. So I'm going to go ahead and share that with everybody. And you can walk us through some of this stuff too. So let's, we're going to start off with your Instagram page. All right. Oh, we were <laughs> so much for me being prepared, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. So we're here on your on your Instagram page. And I will say you have some awesome posts on here. Uh like the stormtrooper <laughs> right here. That's cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, there's another one down here I saw that was really cool. But you know what? You're pretty active on social media. Um, you're pretty active with everything uh, you're doing. Uh, you got any tips for uh, for those who are following you or looking to aspire uh, in the social media and podcast world on how to keep up with um, 
how to keep up with your media appearance and what you're doing? Oh man, I'm the wrong person to ask. Um, I, uh, uh, in terms of social media, man, I'm, I don't feel like I'm good at it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> most of the time I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I just, uh, I just take a whole bunch of pictures, pick the one that looks the best. And, um, and most of what I know, I learned from my wife. Um, she's got her Instagram page for her pottery business. And, uh, I just, whenever I first started on Instagram with the podcast, I, I was asking her a whole bunch of questions like how do hashtags work and what is this? What, what's the best way to do this? And she kind of held my hand and walked me through it. So, uh, big shout out to her. So, uh, nice. my advice is to find someone who knows what they're doing and ask them questions. <laughs> Well, and you know what? She did She did pretty good because right here, this is probably one of the best things you anyone can ever do for social media is create a link to everything that you have that is, web, uh, that is website or anything you want links in. So Linktree right here, right? So yeah. click on anywhere. I'll take you, you know, to a few of your sponsors. It's going to take you to Anchor and Spotify. It's going to take you to your storefront. This is the kind of things that, you know, it may seem very little, but in the long run, it will help you out so much more because now people don't have to go and search all over the place for one specific thing they're looking for. So I just want to give you a kudos uh, on that because that really does help so much. I mean, it, you know, you, especially like when I was setting up for the, for this interview, you having that link tree right there made everything so much easier for me just to go, okay, boom, 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 boom. This is all here. And I mean, for, you know, that's, it, that's appreciated. And for those who are looking to aspire to grow your social media pages, follow that motto, man. That is awesome. Well, thank you. I, uh, uh, I put that up there mainly just because um, I got tired of typing my my website. Um, I've got a free website, so it's a long one. So <laughs> I just kind of um, figured I, I saw some other people that had that link tree and I was like, hey, that's a good idea. I'll do that. So. Cool. All right. Well, let's get into it, man. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, man. Um, it's a... Uh, it's still a little bit uh, big of a place for me. Um, I'm a I'm a country boy. I like having to get in my get in my car to get to my neighbor's house. So um, I'm still getting used to it, even though it's been a few years. But yeah, man, um, it's as far as cities go, it's not too bad. Cool. So um, how long have you been there? A few years, you said. So about that three to five year range. Uh, yes. Uh, Let's see, four years. Cool. Four years. So what drew you to Raleigh versus anywhere else that you could have gone? My wife. Uh, wife. So, okay. <laughs> so at the time, um, we were we were dating, and I was a youth pastor at a very uh, small church in a really, really tiny town called Deep Run, North Carolina. Um, it's kind of gotten a little bit of, of uh, press lately uh, with Vivian Howard from uh, chef and the farmer in Kinston, uh, writing some cookbooks and stuff, but, uh, she, uh, but yeah, um, 
deep run, uh, real small town. And uh, my wife was in school. Um, she is a civil engineer and she was in school uh, at state um, for uh, civil engineering and um, was starting to look for jobs. We knew there wasn't going to be anything in deep run for her. Um, and, you know, we, we prayed about it and I uh, kind of started feeling this call um, to pursue her and our relationship. So I ended up um, leaving, uh, leaving that church to come up here and uh, bounced around at a couple of jobs. I uh, tried my hand at uh, uh, selling cars and uh, working for a uh, marketing firm, uh, selling direct TV. turns out that it is very difficult to sell something you don't believe in. And, uh, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for an introvert to sell stuff anyways. So, um, finally ended up at the, at, uh, Quail Ridge books here in Raleigh. It's a phenomenal bookstore and, um, uh, awesome place to work, but, uh, they, uh, given me a lot of, uh, a lot of opportunities to, to grow in the, in the, in the bookstore and also, um, uh, uh, be here with my family. So, um, got to give them some, uh, some love too. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Awesome, man. Well, sounds like your calling uh, has been answered here. So <laughs> so let's, let's, uh, let's talk about, um, you know, I'm coming in from Chicago or someone's coming in here uh, from out of state to visit and, and see what this area is all about. Let's start with the restaurants, man. Can you give me three restaurants that you would uh, take me to uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina? So um, full disclosure, I listened to your show. Um, so I knew these questions were coming. Hey, so I, that's I all sat, good. Down, <laughs> sat down with my wife and I was like, all right, we got to think of three restaurants first uh you're coming to north carolina i've got to take you to go get barbecue um in north carolina barbecue means one thing and that is smoked pulled pork in a vinegar based sauce um (laughs) there are there's some parts of north carolina that um uh that say it's a ketchup based tomato based sauce and there's like a 10 square foot part of north carolina that says mustard based sauce i'm here to tell you that they are wrong and that it is a vinegar based sauce. And here in Raleigh, I think the best place is uh, Clyde Cooper's. Um, they're downtown. You're going to want to check ahead of time uh, because they have some weird hours uh, because they do so much, uh, so much in terms of catering. They actually catered our wedding. Um, oh, sweet. So uh, they, they have the, like that, that classic, um, classic barbecue with the, really 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 good sides um and the the uh the pork rinds man oh man (laughs) the pork rinds (laughs) um and then uh there's uh, a place downtown uh called the station 
and uh, it's uh, it's on Peace Street. It is uh, it's one of my favorite places here. Uh, they have a absolutely phenomenal sloppy Joe, um, and uh, you know bar food, uh, potato wedges, um, uh, and they usually have some some local beer as well. But um, that would that would be one, and then. Um, uh, transfer food court is another place, especially if you've got a, a group of people. Um, they kind of just took a, a big, uh, big warehouse downtown and, uh, had a bunch of food trucks to be able to set up a small restaurant space in that. And it's a, it's a food court. They've got, um, uh, an oyster bar in there. Um, they've got, oh, cool. uh, dank burrito. Um, they've got a Indian place, a Korean place, uh, in the mornings they've got bagels and the, in the evenings they've got pizza. Um, there's a really good burger place. Um, so, uh, this milk is and, all or, under uh, one roof. Yep. All under one roof. Wow. Um, um, so that's, uh, that's one of uh, mine and my wife's favorite places to go um, is, is there. They, and then uh, they've got uh, cookies and ice cream in one of the spots too. So yeah. Um, those would be the, those would be my three. One-stop shopping, man. I like it. Yeah. The, man. Uh, so I, I don't know if you know um, or, or heard, but if you don't know, you're going to know right now, but Raining champ. All right. So I actually I had to give up the rain. Uh, I've had to give up the rain the last uh, two years. One was because of COVID, and the other one is because I'm on shift at the firehouse this year. But uh, locally, we have a cookoff amongst uh, all the firehouses within the uh, within the Chicagoland area, and it is to benefit. Uh, um, it's a disability center, so uh, they they take care of uh, children to adults in all age ranges. But this is their big cookoff that they do, and I hold the I held the uh, championship crown for my uh, smoked pulled park Carolina style. Awesome, your boy. I'm have to try that sometime. <laughs> Here we go. Trophy says it all. There you go. That's what the, I'm talking about. The proof is in the pudding. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a shot. And uh, yes, it is a vinegar base. And it is As pungent. It, be. it is pungent <laughs> when you had to cook it down. But once it once it's once it's settled down, once it's simmered, and once it's chilled, oh man, it is awesome. <laughs> Smoke. I smoked that shoulder for about ten hours, low nice. and slow, babies, low and slow. And Heck yeah, you know it, it is when I when I when I do this, and that's why it's hard to do it this year is because of the day it's on. I'm at the firehouse. I need consecutive days on and off because the prep is crazy. You're prepping for seven hundred people. And you had to give wow. out, you have to give out how I do mine. I do mine on sliders. If not, it's a la carte just with the pork. But I usually do mine on sliders. So you're making 700 
pork sliders to give out and sample that takes a lot of time to do <laughs> yeah for so, sure so because if i you know like i said if i if it was the day before the day where i could kind of get rid of or make a trade with my shift that's no problem but if it's on the shift day it's so hard to to commit to do all that so can't do it this year so somebody else is going to have to take the crown but i'll be back i promise i'll be back for that crown all right <laughs> keep that uh keep that carolina style at the top absolutely all right so let's move on to the next part man let's talk about breweries i mean that's like the biggest thing in the world right now in terms of uh of pop-up and you know what towns are becoming known for what's going on in in raleigh um so raleigh has a ton of them um but i figured what i would do is i would uh, i figured if you're coming to this area to go fishing you're going to jordan you're going to falls you're going to harris so i figured i would do uh one in raleigh one in durham and one that's closer to harris uh so that one's down in fuquay and uh that one's called aviator okay um and so that one um the the joke is that aviator now owns fuquay varina um but so they have a they have a smokehouse uh that has a has an indoor restaurant with barbecue and and all the good uh all the good meats and stuff and then they have the tap room which is across the street with a big balcony they have some uh some food um that you can order they've got the beer on tap and then a uh, across the street from that is the pizza place that they just opened. Um, so, uh, but they've got some, uh, they've got some good beer. I'm not a, I'm not a huge beer guy. Um, I, I can do, uh, I tend to do a lot of hazy IPAs. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, they, Aviator would be the one if you're going to Harris, uh, that one would be the closer one to that one. If you're going to Jordan, um, up in, uh, Durham would be, this one was harder to, to pick and choose because I've never drink. I've never had beer at either one of them. I'm going off of my wife's recommendation here. Um, because if, if you want to know, um, about beer in Raleigh, she's probably the better person to ask. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but the, um, so there's full steam and high wire. Now I've been to both. I just haven't had beer at either of them. Um, but high wire has, has a, it's a big wide area. Um, and, uh, they have, uh, like cornhole and, and stuff to do there. Um, and then full steam is a more intimate spot. Uh, it's got, uh, board games and stuff. Um, so both of them have really awesome atmospheres. Um, and then in Raleigh, um, uh, I can't say anybody other than Trophy, uh, Trophy Beer um, in Raleigh. They have a few different locations. The one that's closest to us is uh, Trophy Maywood um, and uh, have just awesome things to say about them. They uh, they make good beer, but they uh, they also supplied the beer for our wedding as our wedding gift. Uh, oh, so their, cool. their, their main one is uh, the Trophy Wife. And, uh, they, they had just come out with the trophy husband at the time too. So, um, those were the two that they, they supplied for us. So, uh, super thankful to them. They, they always, they always treat us right when we're there. Um, and they, 
they've got good beer too. So, man, that sounds like a winner. No wonder why they call them trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's sweet, man. Trophy wife, trophy husband. Uh, you know, and more and more, you know, it's such. And we had this conversation uh, before on down here, but it's such a more welcoming atmosphere. Um, you know, when you go to the brewers, at least in my opinion, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, the, the dive bar experience isn't one thing because it is, but you know, it, if you're looking just to chill out, de- you know, decompress a little, the brewer- breweries today offer such a different atmosphere than what, you know, you, what, what was there before or what the options were before. You know, and, and it's not just, you know, there's a whole different mindset that comes with a brewery versus going to a bar. And it's, yeah, you know, sure. it, and it it, it it invites everybody from all walks of life. And there's really, I, I feel there's no, it's really no pressure when you're there. If you go to a bar, it, you almost feel like there's pressure to, to, to have to have a drink or to there's temptation versus where a brewery is. Hey, man. Everyone from all walks of life are welcome. Come enjoy yourself. Doesn't mean you had to have a beer, but the atmosphere welcomes you to be here and enjoy what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and typically, um, at least around here, uh, I see a lot of families at at uh, at, at breweries. So mm-hmm. um, it's something that you know you can. Most of them are, are close to a park or or have something there for the kids to do while you're there. So it's just kind of a I get together and just kind of hang out for a while um, instead of it's not the uh, the bar atmosphere where you, you, you go watch TV. It's you go and you, you hang out and you spend time together. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a meme going around right now, and it reminds me of the uh, Stormtrooper post you have on your <laughs> Instagram. But it's uh, the Mandalorian and uh, Groku. You know, for everyone who calls Groku Baby Yoda, it's Groku. And they're <laughs> together and they're flying to the – they're flying. And it says um, all parents when the uh, bars say – or when the breweries say family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So, cool. Um, now, do you guys have uh, vineyards in your area? Um, so, I know we do. Uh, I couldn't tell you what they are or where they are. Okay. Um, I am. So I don't like grape juice when it's fresh. Um, and there's no way I can drink wine. So <laughs> um, it's very I've much never... an acquired taste. It, it, it really is. And it was hard. It, my, uh, my fiance is a wino. She loves, <laughs> she loves wine. And it, it was so hard for me to like, you know, get on the same level. I'm like, uh, fermented grapes. <laughs> yeah. It, Every time I try it, it still tastes spoiled to me. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I don't do I don't do wine, so I I know we have some around here. I just have never paid attention to them. So I, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what they are. But um, no, it's all good. Uh, how about distilleries or um, other small batch? Um, you know. Anywhere where they're making um, liquor or moonshine. I think it's just called Raleigh Distillery or Raleigh Distill Distilling or Raleigh Spirits or something like that. But I know uh, 
I know we have we have more than one, but that's the that's the one that that most people most people recognize. Okay. Um, now, being that Raleigh is, uh, would you call it a college town for the most part? Um, or it has like pockets of it. Yeah. With the so, universities being there. Yeah. So. Um, Definitely, you can tell the, the the difference between the area around campus and then um, other uh, other areas. But I mean, it's a it's a pretty like in the same way that a bigger city has boroughs. Um, like Raleigh has little; they're much smaller than boroughs, but they're little chunks that um, uh, that each one is is different than the other. So. I mean, we've got um, we've got the area that's the the college college town. We've got um, the like Garner, uh, that's more of a suburb of, of Raleigh. Uh, we've got areas uh, downtown. Um, uh, we've got like the uh, where I work is North Hills, um, and that is um, more of the shopping center type type area. You've got um, like the Crabtree Valley mall. Um, you got a bunch of different, different areas. Cool. Yeah. It, it's, you know, that, that's a pretty, pretty like typical, I guess, setup of most like how uh, would be set here. Like, like Chicago, we have neighborhoods, but it's so diverse in, you know, in terms of what's, what's there, but yet you go to, it, it's weird because, when I started traveling, everywhere else wasn't like Chicago. You know, everywhere else kind of had the way you described. But like Chicago, because growing up here, and this is what I know, this was such a, you know, almost, it, it was almost a, I don't think culture shock is a word that best describes it, but it was weird to see how the rest of the state um, and cities, metropolitan areas are put together compared to like how we are here. So, you know, and that, that comes with like things like, you know, uh, you know, like bars, how bars are set up and, and clubs. Like you have a certain area, like we have a certain area in our down, you know, in our downtown that is just solely dedicated to nightclubs where you won't find that anywhere else. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. Do you guys, um, have uh any recommendations for nightclubs or bars to check out while we're there um so the nightlife is not me um i uh i couldn't tell you uh which one is fun because none of them look <laughs> fun to me but i will say if that's if that's your scene um probably downtown at night would be the best place for you um cool. because even if you don't know where you're going, um, there's going to be someone there that you can you can tell they just had a good time, and you can ask where they were. So. <laughs> you know, I, I I used to have that that spirit in me, and now ten o'clock, I'm tired and it's ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then so, you know, being that you got, you know, I I've been to not your area of North Carolina, but to the northern section. Um, so towards Bryson City, Asheville, that those areas, uh, closer to you guys. What do you guys have for um, 
other recreation besides uh, kayaking? Is there places to go hiking? Is there trails for mountain biking? Um, you know, state parks within the area. Yeah, so we've got we've got a bunch of uh, a bunch of state parks um, uh, and and county parks. Um, so, uh, um, Umstead is uh, comes to mind uh, if you if you like hiking, but um, you can't uh, can't do the steep uh, steep mountain stuff anymore, or it, you just want to get as close to this, the mountain type hiking as you can in our area. That's probably a good place for you. Um, there's really, really long trails There's short trails. Um, there's a lot of hiking there. Um, the, uh, uh, Crabtree where I, I was talking about earlier, they have, uh, they have a bunch of trails. They have some mountain biking, uh, trails, um, Harris County Lake, um, or Harris Lake County Park has uh, a bunch of trails, which I found out the hard way how fat, how far those trails go. Um, I was kayaking and fishing and uh, got to, I, I launched from the, the park there and I got to the point where I started seeing uh, private property signs. So <laughs> um, I uh, was like, all right, it's nature's calling. I need to um, pull out of the kayak and, and go and, um, I was, I found myself a good tree and I started hearing people and I looked around and there was a, there was a family walking towards me. Oh, no. I was like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta finish up and, and get everything pulled up. And I look and I hear people everywhere and I'm looking around and I'm standing right in the middle of a trail for Count, uh, Harris Lake County Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, no, man. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, uh, we have a bunch of, uh, of, of hiking and, 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 uh, uh, and, and just kind of parks to with, with big playgrounds and stuff for, for kids and, and all that good stuff. So. Cool. And then I know you guys are on the flatter side. Do any of your, uh, your rivers offer, uh, anything for whitewater? Uh, no, you gotta go, go uh, much go further up. west for that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of figured as much. You guys start to level out and get to sea level at that point. I mean, if you want to get on the Noose River, I mean, it's it's going to take you where you're going fast. There's just no no rocks or anything to. There's there's not going to be any rapids. It's just fast water. Gotcha. Um, if you're cool. trying to go the if you're trying to go upstream, it'll be like paddling on a treadmill. <laughs> get your workout in for the day. That's your wad. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, so you had mentioned a bunch of playgrounds. Now, is there any like other monuments, museums, galleries, uh, that you want to, that are worth mentioning to check out while in your area? Man. Uh, so, um, downtown has a bunch of, a uh, bunch of museums, uh, uh, museum of, uh, uh, North Carolina museum of natural sciences there. Um, we've got the, uh, We've got a, a, a nice art museum. If you're if you're into that, it's not really my thing. But if you are, that that mm-hmm. one would be a that one's a, a pretty uh, well known one and has some good exhibits. Um, and in terms of like kids stuff, um, so there's a little place uh, downtown called Marbles that has um, just kind of like 
if you've ever been to uh, someplace like the discovery place or uh, something like that, where it's just a bunch of little exhibits for kids to kind of play on and learn on and stuff. And then they've got the IMAX theater there. Um, so uh, that one's got a, a bunch of stuff for kids of uh, pretty much any age. Cool. And then um, at anywhere else that's worth significant to um, check out while, while down there in Raleigh uh, that you would, that you would want people to see? Well, I mean, uh, for me, um, I mean, obviously Quail Ridge books. I mean, uh, one, of, <laughs> one of my, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do whenever I go someplace new is visit the local bookstore. So okay. um, we've got, we've got a pretty awesome one there. So. Cool. All right. Well, that's, that's what we have for Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, and it believe it or not, I'm actually oh man, I don't I wanna say it's is at the end of September. I actually might fly into the area. I'm not sure yet. Um there's there's a class going on uh out there and I had to still get find the approval, but it's a swift water rescue class that's actually uh back on the Nonatella River um, and flying into Raleigh uh, would be the way to go um, if I do get approved for that class. So I had to see, I I had to wait for approval from the department in order to do it. But if it is out that way, you know who I'm hitting up. Heck yeah, man. Absolutely. For sure. Cool. Well, let's roll into it, man. It's going to be time for the segment known as One Sip. All right. Mine's in the refrigerator. Let me go grab it real quick. Yep. All right, and we are back with it. So this is one sip. Everybody knows the rules. This is uh, our tasting of beers from all around the country and all all around from local craft breweries. So today we're going to let you go first, Mr. Steele. Because you know what they say, right? You don't want to mess with Superman. So... I don't, don't. want to take I, I, I don't want to take away from you right now. So you are going to go first so that way I don't get blasted by your strength. <laughs> don't tug on Superman's cape. Um, <laughs> so uh, so last weekend uh, for Mother's Day, we went to uh, Surf City, uh, went to the beach. so we are we're about two two hours, two hours, fifteen minutes away from from the beach and uh, Surf City has a um, little brewery called uh the salty turtle and this is one of their uh, this is one of their um uh flagship uh beers the yacht club ipa okay so we are gonna give that one a shot 
Nice. You know, and my <laughs> um, my mother, when I was younger, uh, she gave me the nickname Turtle because of how much <laughs> I loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So nice. anything with Turtle, I always uh, it always has a, a spot in my heart. All right. So yes. what we're going to do today on my end is from the one, the only, Bell's Brewery based in Kalamazoo. This is what summertime looks like. It's called Oberon. And this is their take on a orange wheat. Um, it's an American wheat uh, ale. Um, it's it's a spice hop. Um, it, it has a very uh, tangerine-esque, uh, some fruit notes with it. But it's very, very easy drinking uh, for the summertime. They actually have, I believe it is the 15th of April is Oberon Day. That is where they release it. It is like the, for Michigan, like their, um, what do you call that? Like their official start of spring. It's like, hey, Oberon's here, springtime starts, and they discontinue it October 1st when fall starts. So it's, it's, that's kind of seasonal. So one sip, everybody knows the rules. Let's get our pour on. And this is going to be brought to you by Rocktown Adventures. Gear up and head out. Finish a nice pour on that head right there. All right. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. Cheers. Cheers. Ah. Yep. That's summertime in a can. <laughs> I hear you. And yep, that is an IPA. Um, <laughs> that's a you smooth know, IPA too. A lot of um, a lot of the scent that's in here. It I wouldn't describe it as dank, but it is very. Um, it has a very. Like I just ate a citrus fruit, and I have like that citricky leftover so like and it doesn't just have to be an orange it could be like a zesty that's the word i'm looking for there's a nice little zest note left behind it and uh you know it just makes you feel it's not it's not a very heavy beer so it's like okay you think you're drinking a blue moon and you're waiting for the heavy feel to come after it but you don't have that heaviness to it it's a very very palate it's a very it's very pleasing to the palate so out of five, I give this one a good four and a quarter, 4.25 out of five. All right. So um, like I said earlier, I'm not a huge beer guy. Um, so uh, this one, uh, this one's smooth. And whenever I say a beer is smooth, that means it's smooth. Um, because <laughs> I, 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 I taste the bite a lot more than other people do whenever it comes to beer. So um it's it's hoppy enough to have a little bit of a bite, but it's not the like in your face like, um, yeah, that's spoiled uh, kind of taste. So um, for me, this one this is a smooth beer. This is a this is a pretty pretty tasty beer. Um, I'm gonna give this one a four. Nice, boom, there it is. One taste, every one sip. Everybody knows the rules. So we got a four and a four and a half today. 
Cheers, my man. Cheers. All right. So I know we talked before the show, and I want to give you the opportunity to do this. So you were talking about your wife and um, and what she does with uh, pottery. So I have here, let's share the screen. I have her Instagram pulled up. So want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out to her and, we'll, and, and plug her. We'll pull this up. Yeah, so uh, Porch Dog Pots, uh, her big thing is functional cer- ceramics. Uh, she does uh, these, what, what these are called, she calls them her doodle mugs. Um, but okay. she does, uh, you can you can kind of see she's she's evolved into a really, really awesome potter. Um, so every so often she, uh, she does uh, these sales on her Instagram stories. Um, and... So you want to make sure you follow her because um, uh, I think she's she's not going to be doing the website quite as much uh, now because Instagram is just so much easier. Um, but yeah, so uh, like that one there, um, uh, the, the one with the black zigzagged line, uh, those yep. are called uh, plug mugs. Uh, you follow that uh that line and it goes to a plug at the end and there's a light bulb at the other end, um, stuff like that. So, um, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so she's got, um, like the, the fish stuff. Um, and, uh, she does birds and, and other stuff. So yeah, um, definitely, definitely want to give a, a shout out to her, um, because she does such amazing work, but, uh, and she's just such an amazing person, mom, wife, all of that good stuff. So, uh, good, good. Now, and, does uh, she, does she do any kind of, uh, uh, like planting, like, uh, like, uh, plant boxes or, um, mugs like that? So she does, uh, oh. She does uh, planters, the footed planters. So they're they're like that, and then they've got the little feet on the bottom. Um, and then she uh, just started uh, experimenting with the planter that has the dish at the bottom are built okay. into it. Um, so um, <clears throat> yeah, she's definitely uh, got a bunch of got a bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely want to give her a shout out. Um, got to give, uh, got to give a shout out to, uh, Savior Outdoors. Um, at the, at the moment, they, uh, they're the closest thing I've got to a sponsor. Um, they, uh, I'm on their pro staff, but, but they, they treat me really awesome. Um, and, uh, uh, Vector Hooks, I'm on their pro staff as well. They make an awesome product, happy to represent them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, just uh, getting ready to to launch some new T-shirts. Um, this is one of them here. Uh, just make being a good person a priority. It's a quote from uh, from Lonnie Ellerby on the podcast for from our uh, racism discussion. Um, and then I uh, got another one. This is a prototype. It ended up not looking quite like this because this one didn't mm-hmm. look. I wasn't happy with how it turned out because this background wasn't supposed to be like painted on, but it says, I don't worry about, sorry, I'm trying to do this. Backwards oh, here. But 
yeah, so I don't worry about my problem here. I just fish, fish, fish. Um, so shout out to Russell Dillon. Um, I actually learned about him from the Paddle and Fin podcast. Yep. Um, but uh, he is 13 years old. At the time he was uh, on my podcast, He's he was 12. He's got an inoperable brain tumor. And he, uh, he his dream is to be a professional fishing YouTuber. And he started off his podcast on my, uh, his episode on my podcast with, my name's Russell Dillon. I have a brain tumor, but I don't worry about that. I just fish, fish, fish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what an awesome, what an awesome mindset. So shout out to, to Russell. Um, you can uh, follow his Instagram. Um, it's uh, Russell with uh, two L's underscore strong underscore fishing. Um, and he's up in Wisconsin, has a bunch of awesome, uh, outdoors content. And then, uh, Lonnie Ellerby, um, from the, just make being a good person, a priority. Um, he's in uh, he's at DreamWorks Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram and that's outdoors with a Z and he does, uh, guided fishing and hunting trips here in North Carolina, down, uh, closer to Fayetteville. And, uh, he is, uh, yeah, there's Russell, um, Mm-hmm. That that dude right there is a man. Uh, love that guy. Um, and then uh, so DreamWorks Outdoors. He uh, a lot of what he does is he he takes uh, he takes kids fishing and stuff too. So he's an awesome guy too. So cool. Yeah. Um, and then I'm gonna pull his plug for you real quick. Uh, you said it was DreamWorks uh, Outdoor, right? Uh, DreamWorks Outdoors, and that's Outdoors with a Z. There we go. And we'll pull that plug for you as well. We'll hit that there, and then share that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully by the time this airs, I'll have a uh, have an, another sponsor to to give a shout out to. But um, yeah, there's 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 Lonnie. Yep. Um, cool. So, yeah, most of his stuff is on Facebook, but yeah, he's a he's an awesome guy too. So, awesome. Well, Cam, I want to say you uh, you have been an awesome guest on the show. I hope you enjoyed yourself here. Um, you know, talking about Raleigh has been awesome. Uh, I actually learned a lot, and you know what you're doing with your podcast is awesome you know the way you have it set up to where you know you're keeping it at a form where it's open where it's easy for anyone to go to and come on to a platform and talk um you know it, it it could be a taboo free people and you make that very welcoming so keep up the great work um and i just want to also say to you um, you know, with fishing and with your podcast and with everything you're doing, man, uh, keep headstrong with it. I know that, you know, sometimes we all face our challenges, but you've been pushing through, like I said, I've been following you on social media. So I, I, I know some of the things you put out there and, you know, keep it going strong, man. Keep, keep it alive. You, you got this, you're making headway. And, you know, good luck with all your endeavors coming up. 
Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, had a blast and thanks for the kind words. Um, and, uh, and for giving me a chance to, to talk about, uh, what I do and, and where I am. Not a problem, man. Happy to have you back anytime. Awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, guys, that's been this episode of Off the Water. Tune in next time and see where the journey takes us. Until then, I'll see you guys off the water. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water shout out to rocktown adventures located in northern illinois for all your kayaking camping and hiking needs shout out to Jigmasters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com all right Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.